Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, all the way down in Nashville. Hey everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs Podcast. We are thrilled today that you're listening to our show where we so put the spotlight directly on all of the the passion builders, as it were, the Ooh. the non uh, giant behemoths of the industry. <laughs> that's right, because right. we're coming to you from Passion Pit Studios. That's 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 a different place. <laughs> oh, I, that, I, oh, that's I, not tonight. I, that's not tonight. Oh, that's, that's a different. Oh, that's, that's, that's later. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I like anyways, that. Uh, and and in this case. You know, Tony, uh, way back in way the day, back. in the day, uh, when you, me, and Jared were just starting out, yeah, we we bucks, we uh, with children. the show, where there was a builder that uh, captured our attention, partially because he was an Ohio builder, and I was really oh, excited yeah. about that. Who? Yeah. And this fellow made his way up, and we had a really great time with him. We liked him so much, we said, "Hey, maybe you should be on the show." Yeah, more. And uh, yeah. this person stuck with us for as long as he possibly could. He used his noggin and avoided us yeah, for a while. He said, I, or, <laughs> I should, or I can take classes and not be here. Uh, so, smarter. person, who are you? Mike Trombley, Native Audio. Hey, Mikey. Mikey's back. Mikey is back. And for you longtime listeners, uh, hopefully you got a big fat smile right now. Uh, and if you are just joining us, uh, in recent episodes and don't know who Mike is, uh, tell us, give us the, uh, we're going up the elevator to the penthouse where all of the uh, uh, Grand Poobahs are. So tell us, in the mean, as we're riding, the length of a ride, okay. a 20-story building, tell us what you do. Uh, name's Mike Trombley, owner, founder, CEO of Native Audio, and uh, we build electronics that um, kind of have a foundation in minimalism and uh, also I share my culture through the products. That's great. And they sound good too. You forgot to mention that part. Yeah. yeah. I remember and, and when who, you were with Red House Electronics. Yes. Yeah, Red but House were, you had a falling out with the owner. Yeah, with, the owner was kind of Red House. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike the president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. Nowhere to work in that place. No, so me and Mike from shipping we yeah. uh, we joined forces and started Native Audio. That's amazing. Nice. Carried the name, but too. you but you took the desk lamp with you. Ah, uh, we trashed that. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, the desk lamp. I, that actually makes me really sad. I would have taken that. I would have bought that off you. Uh, yeah, legitimately. I the IKEA one. The little tiny lamp that you were building on those pedals. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I I think I got rid of that. It's, it's somewhere. It's that? somewhere. It's probably at a family's. You at least said you I still can't believe had it. it. That's, the, that's the thing. Yeah. That was that was the bedroom. Yeah, and I actually downsized my table. Uh, that's the crazy thing about did it, you, too. Did you, take the, did you take the stapler? Ah, it's, it's a little smaller. What? Actually, he's using a stapler as the desk. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I still got a stapler. Yeah. With so we're we're going to get to you, Micah, in just a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> while we're talking about... So the reason the desk thing comes up, Mike is like 6'8". Um, and <laughs> six foot of the is his legs. So seeing the smallest desk in the world with the tiniest desk lamp in the world, building small pedals that have even smaller components than anybody had ever seen up until that point. Let me tell you, Todd, I, I told you the pedals are minimalism. I live a life of minimalism. <laughs> you, that, what, 
no, 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 no. These pet. What? Minimalism? Yeah. We only keep what adds Do value. Do you know how many functions are in this tremolo right now? Do you know now? how many functions add value to your oh, life? Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's not essentialism, yes. which is just bare minimum, but minimalism. Yeah. We the keep only thing minimal value. about this tremolo pedal is that it doesn't have the other three foot pedals, foot switches that you need to operate. <laughs> 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 Anyways, <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, and you brought, you brought uh, your cohort here. Yes, I brought Micah Kemplin in. Uh, Micah. Hello. <laughs> All right, well done. <laughs> yes. Uh, just a really quick backstory on Micah. Um, Micah, he, uh, yeah, he, he's behind. Uh, easy, easy. Your, this in, is a family show. No, yeah, no, what's your initial title? I would say um, product creation <laughs> and uh, uh, manufacturing. Right. Yeah, I make the coffee sometimes too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He brews a mean mug. <laughs> what's your What's your favorite way to make coffee? Uh, I used to use the French press all the time. Uh-huh. And I just use a drip pot now. Yeah, so, you just yeah. gotta go drip. Yeah, I like yeah. using that water cups. We do K cups in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, coffee and cream. Uh, it's black. It's just black. Uh, yeah. You guys got to try a Bialetti. What is that? Oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna change your life okay. after this. I'll, I'll I'll tell you about it. After show. Anyways, okay, okay. yeah, yeah okay. we got guitar stuff. I to thought talk we were gonna about, do dude. a coffee podcast. I'm sure there are many. I would love to be on a coffee podcast just for you know not a f- full time, but just you know as a guest that'd be kind of fun. Anyways, uh, I got to take a sip of something. So tell us, Micah, just tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. After uh, so I'm Micah. I work at Native Audio. Um, currently, I do the bills. We just went through all that. Skip, and, skip, skip. Uh, what else do He's I do? There. He's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah, I, I, uh, I help with, uh, uh, you with play, design. What do you play? You play some stuff. Yeah, I play guitar and bass. Currently, I play bass in the band Skirt. It's okay. a punk rock band from Perfect. Dayton. It's a pretty sick band. Sick band. Yeah, sick band. Oh. Played with them. I have. Yeah. 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 That was very Yoda esque of me. I was trying to follow the job. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but uh yeah me and micah we've known each other for uh about eight nine years now yeah and I used, yeah yeah i worked at a guitar shop uh in the town i live in and mike would come in there on his lunch breaks and he would bring in early red house electronics prototypes yes mm-hmm. well, you built this they were incredible so um i did some early demos for red yeah. house too yeah he did and then as as time passed and it got too much for him to handle all the builds he brought me on so all right, so point is, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a stacked show. Uh, we've got lots to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly, the Mike and Micah have a brand new pedal. There's nothing <gasps> I love introing like new gear. Like that's so exciting for me. We did Daredevil last week oh, yeah. with his brand new pedal, the Aces. Yeah. And uh, then I got a call from Mike. He's like, "Dude, I'm releasing a new thing. Need to be on the show." I'm like, "Come on down, dude." <laughs> so. I mean, he, you know, he didn't sound exactly like that. But. <laughs> and it might have been text. Yeah. You always have, a, yeah, you always yeah, have yeah, your yeah. own room back here at the Guitar Knobs, just like college. You come uh, on home and you're always welcome. Yeah. Appreciate it, Jared. He's like Motel 6, Jared is. Exactly. Um, all right. So we Literally. have uh, just a, one quick announcement. We need to do a real, real big thanks to Road for providing all of our uh, audio equipment. It works great, and you should get their stuff if you are making content, because they really have been thinking very heavily about content makers, and so many of you I know uh, do that. So give it a consideration, and thank you to Rode for providing that, our good friends down there in Australia. Thanks, Nick. 
All right. Uh, we need to find out what we've been doing this week in our uh, general guitar world. We're going to start off with Tanya Balonsky yeah. and then uh, check out Mike and Micah and then uh, dip into Jared and myself. Okay. Go ahead, Tony. All right. Well, so Todd, this week I uh, have been uh, delving into the world of Grover tuning machines. Now, I needed a set of what I, I thought I needed a set of Grover Imperials for a project that I'm doing. Grover Imperials are uh, kind of like Grover's version of uh, waffle back tuners. I don't know if anybody clues on me. Yeah. Waffle back waffle tuners. Backs. Waffles. Waffle, waffle. And they have the Art Deco stair step yeah. uh, buttons on them. Yeah. So I thought I needed those. But what I actually When you needed, say you thought you needed them, like you thought you need them from a, this is going to make your life complete, how we think about guitar gear, or you needed them because that was what is required of the guitar? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working on a, on a guitar that needs what I thought had Grover Imperials. Well, in fact, what they had on this guitar are Grover super rotomatics. So a super rotomatic is you, you know when you think of a rotomatic grover, you know with the big round thing on the on the back side mm -hmm. and this one it's 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 a, a rotomatic that has that <laughs> okay that has that um, muffler shops around the corner. Yes, indeed. So uh, super rotomatics are what when you normally think of like Grover tuning machines that has the you know the big round uh, sealed yes. mechanism on the yes. back, except it has uh, the stair step. Uh, oh, so it's like button. a combo. It's like a combo. So that's what I actually needed. So I ordered a set. Why of didn't they call it a combo matic? That would have made so much more sense. Imperial matic. Im yes. Roto imperial. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Keep going. So uh, I ended up, I, I had to call because I had ordered a set through my supplier, and I said, oh, no, 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 because it won't work. Because the Imperials are, are you know, they have a push-in uh, bushing on them as mm -hmm. opposed to the bolt bushing that you would normally mm -hmm. find on, on Grover. So mm -hmm. that led me to uh, start digging in a little bit into the world of Grover tuning machines. And Quite I thought, extensive, I would and imagine. I th oh, well, there's more than I'm even going to cover today. But I thought I would just share that with our listening audience. Hmm. All of them? No, not all of them. <laughs> so these are just kind of the basic ones. And, and back in the day, uh, I think the very first machines that There's eight up, of them on there. Well, I'm just going to talk a little bit about that. This is an hour and a half show. I'm, well, I'm doing the Grover <laughs> podcast <Okay>. today. Jeez. <laughs> So uh, we, that could be a one-on-one. So one of the earliest um, Grover machines out there were what we call Statites. And they were an open back gear. Uh, I believe they came out in the 50s, possibly. Uh, and yeah, I'm definitely in the 50s. And so that was you know, designed to be um, basically an OEM product. So a manufacturer would buy these and put them on their, on their instruments. Um, and then they started making sealed tuners, which were basically the original Rotomatics. And again, we talked a little bit about that. Um, but at that time, they had a, a shape on the shaft where the, where the button went in that was the shape of a milk bottle. And so you can still buy 
original Rotomatics or vintage Rotomatics with the milk bottle, if you're so inclined, if you want that particular look. Uh, we talked a little about the Super Rotomatics that have the uh, stair step uh, buttons. But they also, and this is kind of interesting, they also make a mid-size Rotomatic and a mini Rotomatic. Now, the mini Rotomatics are if for... If anybody needs a neck pillow, the stewardess will be on their way. Uh, just give it a minute. They'll... I'm just, I'll Blankets do this. Too. I'll be as brief as possible, Todd. I know that your time is precious and the, the clock is ticking. So the mini Rotomatics generally are used on like Fender style uh, six in lines because they need a, a, a there's a, they're spaced tighter. Um, then there's the, uh, the midsize, which work on somewhere, you know, not quite, if you have a guitar that doesn't, can't accept the full-size Rotomatic, maybe just slightly smaller. So those are the mid-size. And there's even the vintage, and those are the Cluzon style. Now, it's mm. a sealed tuner with a, a bushing on the front, but on the back, it looks like a true Cluzon tuner with two... Like the tin stamp yeah. kind of thing. Except yeah. it says Grover. Right. Instead of Cluzon <laughs> or Gibson. Right. So I just thought I'd share that because there's, you know... Uh, and that's only eight out of... Well, they, yeah, they make locking 30? tuners and they, they make more than 50. That. Uh, millions. They make millions mm. of... <laughs> no, they don't make that many. But, uh, but it's kind of cool. And if you have a guitar uh, that has some special needs, uh, you can always go to the uh, Grover website and they have a pretty good description of, and, uh, and, and I, they might even have drawings of the sizes and things on there too. Hmm. So you can check and see if it'll fit before you actually buy them. Very cool. <laughs> Look at Mike's face. <laughs> no, I mean, that's very interesting because we, we were just looking at Grover's for my, my strap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about putting yeah. together a new, new neck. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting a new neck for, yeah. the, for the strap. For oh, the strap. Okay. Yeah, the strap's Gee, 2012. Wow. Well, yeah. well, you'll need to get uh, the minis. Here. Mini yeah. six in line. Well, that's exactly what I was picking up on. I was taking mental notes, so I really appreciate that. I didn't know that about Grover. Who knew that? Really Who, Tony comes yeah. in here with his encyclopedic knowledge and drops it every I, single time. It's just, fantastic. Yeah, I learned that and removing the fourth wall today mm -hmm. within the last two hours. It's Indeed. Wild. Uh, let's see. Mike, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, mine's probably not going to be as jazzy, um, but... Uh, I've been playing a lot with string, uh, string gauge. Really? And, um, I, yeah, cause originally when, uh, Mike came on, um, I, I think I was rocking tens on my duo sonic or like 11s or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's shorter scale neck and, um, it never crossed my mind that, um, you know, thicker, thicker strings would be, you know, they feel, would feel fine on the shorter scale. So, uh, with the, for the last probably year and a half, I think, um, I've been slowly increasing the gauge just slowly increasing it. And, um, and right now, uh, I'm rocking the, uh, I literally just put these on about a month and a half ago or a month ago and been enjoying it. It's the, uh, Roto blacks. And, uh, what is it? 12 to 60, 60. 12 to 60. Wow. wow. That's pretty hefty. And I play on the E standard, um, and drop it down to E flat sometimes. With, but you do a lot of bendy bits. Like yeah. you, and, you, but it, anybody it, that doesn't know Mike, John Frusciante is like yes. his, his spirit yes. animal. Yes. And it's like, uh, 12, 16, 20, 38, 46 and 60, I think. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, but Mike has played it and, uh, it, it feels it's great. It's yeah. the 24 inch scale though. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean so like, it's, yeah, 12 is on. 
on a 24 inch scale or and i just kept on pushing it and pushing it and um oh, dude i love this gauge it feels yeah. about like standard 11s yes. on like a telly or a strat yeah yep. so okay. it's a little stiffer but only slightly but it's it's, yeah. it's really easy to bend still yes. it's awesome yeah so just doing a lot of work on the duosonic i uh micah hooked me up with some of that uh, cloth wire too so i went and rewired all my materials and i had a uh actually had uh Brandon Wound pickups in the uh, bridge mm-hmm. and uh, nice. clean those up. I text Jared because I ran into an issue with I, dude. I do all these pedals, but when it comes to uh, <laughs> wiring a guitar, it's it's not foreign, but it's just uh, it's something it's I a don't. Different thing. I, it's like it's, doing your own plumbing. Yeah, like, I just well, don't. Yeah, why do I, I would just do this. Uh, yeah, and I would just you know have somebody else do it. But anyways, I decided to sit down one Saturday morning and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this rewire really quick and uh throw in st- new string gauge. <laughs> Let me tell you. It literally I took about 4 hours Saturday. Could not come out with the issue. It's Saturday night. I'm texting Jared. I'm like, Jared, so you remember that pickup that I got from you? Here's the situation. And he's no. throwing out some ideas. <laughs> Sunday morning, I spent two more hours on it. Come to find out, I found the issue. But during that time, I destroyed my volume pot on my guitar. So I had to wait yep. till Monday when the the Trojan City did, Music. Like it overheated it or something? Uh, yeah, Trojan City Music. Well, no, no. Actually, I didn't overheat it. Literally, the, uh, the one of the legs broke off oh. of the pot is really interesting it was just one of the stock uh pots or no it was a different brand but mm. yeah i won't say um <laughs> and uh but yeah so i just went over uh trend city music in troy and uh picked up uh, a cts pot and just threw it on there and uh got it working after th- like an entire weekend outstanding of rewiring and the wiring looks fresh uh new strings feel awesome and um yeah so just you know i hear that i hear that actual flux is the key to the to good pot yeah. soldering yeah i said flux, it is yeah flux it says. makes your life easier yes yeah flux on that flux. and that was a black and white bear lead wire right mike if i remember right yeah and uh my whole issue was the grounding on the switch i was tagging it wrong and oh, okay. yeah should have known mm-hmm. SMH. The, I, the and, irony is thick in this story. Yes. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyways. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, Micah? very cool. Uh, have you guys played those new Squire baritones? I have not. I've been kind of yeah. obsessed with the idea of getting a baritone since I got to play a couple of those new ones. Is that the Telly one? Yeah, they're, yeah. Like a, they're a 27-inch scale, mm-hmm. which most of the baritones I've played, I think, have been a longer, like a 30-inch scale. Mm-hmm. And they they feel excellent. And mm. the string gauges that are on them... Um, feel right too. The bass sixes always feel like they're hard to, hard to get your fingers into place because they're just so tight between the strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these new baritones uh, have kind of got me thinking that I want a baritone really bad. <laughs> Do it. I, dude, they, they play those ones that Mike is talking about play like a dream. It, Does yeah. your music liken itself to doing something like that or? Uh, not the bands that I'm in, but, um, you know, for like, uh, like surf or like spaghetti western type of music. You just drown them in reverb. They're so yeah. cool. It just has a kind of kind of has a vibe to the whole instrument. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Tony Baloney, in your infinite wisdom of Fender, um, why did they create the six string baritone? Why did they create the bass six? I think. Like, uh, what was the main use of that? I think it was to allow guitar players uh, that wanted to play bass or needed to play bass. Uh, a more direct, I mean, to me, it doesn't really make that much difference. I mean, I can pick around on a bass a little bit, even though it only has four strings. 
Uh, but I think they were thinking that, oh, well, there's a six-string guitar. Well, let's make a six-string bass. And, mm-hmm. and that was basically it. Um, That's pretty cool. I mean, early on, you know, there like Dan Electro was one of the first uh, companies to come out with a six-string bass. And, um, you know, uh, in the 60s especially, a lot of people followed through. Gibson even had a, a, a six-string uh, baritone SG. Yeah. Uh, and so there, there were a lot of companies that followed suit. But by the time, um, I think the first, probably 62, 63 is when the bass six came out. And... Um, and you know that was just kind of an answer to that. Mm. Again, I, I believe it was because they wanted to have you know guitar players mm. double up on bass if they needed to. Mm. Uh, Fair enough. Do you do you think maybe I'm just throwing I'm just there was a the bands tended to be a little bigger. There were this like if you think of like especially like the the early '60s stuff like where there was a focus on surf. There's like lots and lots of harmonies and like multiple guitar players and stuff like that. So maybe a, a way to help differentiate amongst them to get more of them in there, maybe? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the astronauts we were just talking about. No, the, no, that's, know, that's, I mean, that, that's true. Uh, and, and I think that that was... If you got four guys playing Jaguars, it's not, you know... <laughs> add some variation. Right. Yeah. Yo. Right. Yeah. No, I, like, I like my version of this history better (laughs) 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 all right uh tony uh jared about yourself oh man uh so did anybody buy the new greeny les paul that just came out for fifty thousand dollars uh (laughs) i was thinking about it but just didn't pull the trigger (laughs) i think there's one uh, if you if you go to the gibson dumpster i think there's a a handful of them in there that uh, you might be able to dig one out um yeah I'm waiting for it to come out on DHK. DHK. <laughs> that is probably there. one of the Yeah, you won't find anything like that in the dumpster. It's <laughs> certainly not Brazilian rosewood, which is included in that uh, fretboard. Hmm. Um, but that is probably one of the most copied Les Pauls. And it started even way before Kirk Hammett. But yeah. Yeah. Um, that's not really what I was going to talk about, but I wanted to mention it because I know that created a lot of conversation on the internet, and and they sold within twenty four hours. How many? I, don't, I, I think I I think there's around fifty or sixty of them. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, I think that's how many. That's it. it. Wow. So that's they crazy. They, that's yeah. But I was um, home today, and, and I got my good old 71 Gibson Deluxe down and uh, plugged it in. I never understood those many humbuckers with the lower... Like, the bridge is is not very loud. It's, it's not a very strong uh, pickup. It's, a, it's around, I, I would say, uh, 6 to 7K. And it's just not in the bridge. In the neck, it's fine because you've got that all that bass response, you know, giving it a good louder sound. But in the bridge, I don't know. What do you think, Tony? Do you like that sound? I, I have never been a fan of mini humbuckers in a Les Paul. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of people, uh, there's a lot of people that do like those uh, deluxes that, that have those. And honestly, I think that was just a carryover from when Gibson bought Epiphone because Epiphone you know, had had tons of of mini humbuckers in in their uh, they were putting in their them in Rivieras, weren't they? 
Revere's was, yeah. was another. And those one. were single coils, though, and those were those were kind of structured different. The the original Epiphone ones. Oh like yeah, you're New talking Yorkers about and the Zephyrs. Yeah, and, the New York. Uh, yeah, that's when Gibson pictures? bought them, and then they Gibson started making the Epiphone uh, minis. There there were humbuckers from then on, and you yeah. know mini humbuckers, and and you know Firebird. It's the same situation, and there are people who love that sound, and and it's a signature. Uh, original sound from that era, but me, I I like it beefed up to around 10k, and that's what I did with this guitar. And um, plugging it in kind of reminded me of that, and it sounds really good. But beautiful, um, nice. How about you, Todd? What's going on in your musical world this week? Well, uh, I actually did a really astounding purchase. Of, <gasps> I know it's, there are certain things that I have to go like, oh, I think this is going to actually help. And it's usually to help the show. Right. Yeah. So I ended up getting a two notes torpedo captor X mm. doing the one minute wonders. I know those are only like their little demos right now, but yeah. you know, we have hopes and aspirations and, and just trying to figure out what is the best way to get the sound when, and someone says here, here's the pedal. I, I'd like you to, you know, experience it, and I'm going to be on the show. I, I want to want that to translate, you know, as best I can. So, anyways, I got the two notes, Captor X, and I was really excited about it because all I've heard is amazing things about this. And knowing that my amps actually sound like my amp, and that the pedals will actually sound like the pedals and the guitar, you know, everything's going to sound as true as that is. That is this, the, what, what I'm being sold, essentially, with this. I thought this, would, this might be worth it. Have you played it? I have. Okay. I also Thoughts? wanted to mention, uh, for the, I think for the entire month of October, they're $100 yeah. off okay. on the website, on the Two Notes website. So if you're thinking about getting one, like now is a great time to do that. Oh, that's fun. Um, anyways, so I, I'll probably talk about this a little bit more in the future. Mm-hmm. I, I was... There are some things about it that I'm like, this is so easy. There are other things about it that I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous that I can't get information on how to do this. For example, one of the key features on the two notes is that you have six presets. And the two notes essentially takes your uh, amp signal and will attenuate it either through it um, through a load through through the load. It's a load box essentially. Mm-hmm. It'll attenuate your your amplifier you can listen to it with the headphones you can go directly into your computer your daw whatever and um that's excellent especially if you're playing like high-powered amps and you you know play your music really loud or whatever the cabinets it's they they put their weight into the cabinets Mm -hmm. it's not an amp simulator it's not a pedal simulator it's like and they really actually do shed quite a bit of light on why the cabinets and speakers are so important and the microphones you use with them. Mm-hmm. So you've got six presets, okay? The, each of these presets you assign a cabinet to or yes. something like that, okay? And uh, it, when you do that, um, if you want to customize your own, like, well, I want to put this mic and do yeah. that, and then you save it, save the preset, it's just at the bottom, like out of like a ton of presets already there. It doesn't go to bank one through six. No, Whoa. not not unless not unless you alter the existing preset. 
which mm. kind of defeats the purpose can of you, having that can you preset. you overwrite preset number You one? can overwrite it, but then that's gone. What they do okay. is they go like, let's just, there's a ton of them, but they'll say, let's say for, there's, there's 50, okay? Yeah. There's 50 presets. If I go in and create and modify that preset, whatever they set it at is gone, and I hope, hopefully have to remember. Below that, it's all, it's like another 50 of just, it just says user, 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 user. So I can assign that to a brand new bank. But nowhere in all of the documentation of all the YouTube videos that they put out, of all, nowhere do they say, hey, if you create a new user preset, this is how you actually assign it to the one through six. I spent hours trying to figure this out. Oh my gosh. It, like I was getting pissed. Yeah, yeah. And well, it's crazy that they're sponsoring the show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so that was that's just one aspect of it, and so yeah. I got really focused on that, and I and I did play around with it, but I yes. haven't recorded with it yet because that's another sticky thing that I'm trying to get through. Yeah. Um, so there's some aspects of it that I really love. I'm not saying I 100% am loving it and or keeping it. I if if I can get past a couple of these hurdles. I will. Yeah. But yes. So I had, uh, I had the torpedo live, which is basically the rack mount version of that. Right. Um, and it was before they even had the one that the capture. Is that, is that what it is? The captor X. Yeah. Before yeah. they had the capture X, they had the, the live, uh, the rack unit. And that was the thing back, I mean, six years ago or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Six, seven years ago. And, uh, phenomenal. It sounded good. Yeah. And, uh, what you're talking about, like you choose your mics, you put your mics over here. You could choose like if you're in a studio, in a yeah. you know room setting, you can remove all the, you have all the reflections, all yeah. that craziness. So it's it is sweet, but it's not so much that it's paralyzing. It's, it, that's not because what I would do is I just put one. I think bank one and two. I had just two different sounds that I enjoyed, which is cool. And uh, there, the interface on the rack unit only had like a power button and it had i think you could just like if you wanted to do a quick adjustment on the things you could just press that one button and turn some dials but um you could easily cycle through the presets like oh i can so, cycle through so, no problem yeah and so it was it was cool that yeah it, it could be as confusing as you want or not as confusing right. but um yeah well, there's ultimately yeah. i solved the problem yeah, because I was just like, I, I, I mean, I don't know what am I supposed to do? Click on this huge yeah. bank that doesn't look at all clickable yeah. and move it. Oh, oh, that's what you do. Yeah. So <laughs> you you go into the window that's saying here are all of the things that aren't in the main area where you're working and saving. Yep, and you just drag it, and I was like, how how freaking hard would that be to just put it as a bullet point? <laughs> In a manual, like for that, it is, it's one of the number one selling points of the, of the, yeah, of the actual unit. Two notes. What the crap? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So hopefully I, th- that little bit of information, which is still not on the internet. I, dude, I, I looked at, I must've looked at 30 videos. I, I mean, I was going crazy. I couldn't, I can't believe it. It was it, <laughs> I, it's absolutely but ridiculous. still good though. Yes, sounds like great. It? Okay, what are, you, what are you running into it? Uh, the Marshall Origin Fifty, okay. and okay. Uh, it's nice because I can do my, all my pedals through it, and they sound like my pedals, and it's it's nice. Okay, did you run the through like 
into like a speaker or something like that too? Like try that? Uh, I have not done that yet because yeah. I was too busy trying to figure out the presets. <laughs> well, I look forward to the update. I'm sure. Yeah, I really I'm sure. Re- yeah. I, I know you will. Let me know when you say preset number two. In- <laughs> <laughs> hey, as soon as I, as soon as I figured that out, I did set all six like immediately Fingers before crossed. I forgot. It. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so we need to get on to some bigger, better things because we're already halfway through the dang thing. Mike Trombley, how many pedals are in the native audio lineup? We currently have eight pedals. Eight pedals, pedals eight in pedals. the current lineup. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking because these pedals are so good, if somebody buys one, they're probably going to buy a bunch more. Maybe all eight. It's and if they contagious. did, you know what's, what's nice about these pedals? They're top mount jacks. Now, that can be a little problematic uh, if you're if you got pancake uh, cables with the power, you know, depending on what power thing you have, and they're all banging into each other and all that junk. But if you get Tour Gear Designs patch cables, they work perfectly, and you could string them up with just a handful of little three-inch cables from Tour Gear Designs. What kind of cables? Tour Gear Designs patch cables. Wow, that's correct. If you go there to tourgeardesigns.com and get said cables of any length you might need okay. and put them in the in the uh, cart. Tony, what happens? If you type in the secret coupon code, the guitar knobs, you'll save an additional 10%. That's true. <laughs> and they ship them to you in a package and you get them and you use them and you are happy. So thank you to Tour Gear Designs for making an awesome product and sponsoring our Four on the Floor. I love it. Jared? Let me get a little bit of this. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the Floor. All right. Micah, give us your Four on the Floor. Four on the Floor. Um, I think a super underrated and fantastic boost pedal is the old school Seymour Duncan pickup booster. Okay. Oh, yeah. the angled That's the one. first time yeah. on the show. Um, that thing is, it just sounds fantastic. I use it a lot as a leave on. And then I replaced, it has like one of the chicken head knobs on it originally. And I put like a really big circular John knob. uses that pedal too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a leave on. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> nope. None of my Elton John references. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I leave it on all the time, and you can roll it with your foot. And essentially, you get like, um, it doesn't go to zero. So when it's when it's at its minimal setting, it still um, passes the signal and is boosting it a little bit. Mm. And then at its maximum setting, it's adding an incredible amount of volume. So you can use it to push other drives. It works really well that way. That's cool. So when you got this pedal, I imagine, and you, and you tried it out, you're like, you know what? This pedal, this shall be leave on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> exactly how it works. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Well, beautiful no. color, by the way, too. <laughs> Number it's two. a great yes. maroon. Great maroon. Yeah, That's beautiful. Yeah. Maroon yeah. is a... <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the rat. Old okay. school 80s rat. Um, Wait, okay, so you're saying old school 80s rat, so... Rat 2. Rat 2, okay. Um, yeah, I've got a couple of the 80s small box rat two uh pedals uh and i really use those on like everything anytime i record any instrument they sound good on bass they sound good on guitar i use them mostly for low gain um but just, i like i like um it's a really dynamic sounding pedal it really kind of focuses uh your tone in a cool way mm-hmm. um but that's kind of my go-to dirt pedal okay yeah how do they sound with trombone 
I haven't tried it yet, but I'd be willing to bet in a low gain setting, you, it would sound better. Trom tone. You could add, yeah, trom tone. Yeah, you could trom tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I really like the old I'm school. I'm not laughing at that. <laughs> right, he won't give you that one. No, um, I really like the, the Boss Fender Reverb pedal, but I think it's The new one? No, the, the old school brown one. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? It's Actually, F- sorry, F- you said Fender Reverb. I was thinking the latest mm. version of all the, the, the anodized pedals that they put out. Oh, sorry, no. You yeah. said Boss in front yeah, of that. I'm the, sorry. The brown one. Um, it's the FRV1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's weird about that... Um, so I see people rave about it. I think if you put it at the end of your signal chain, uh, where reverbs generally go, I think it sounds terrible there. It sounds really, I think it sounds really harsh and um, kind of, it sounds phony. Mm. Um, if you put it before your drives, it's incredible sounding. You just have to be really uh, minimal with the amount of mix you're using because right. it's going to intensify the reverb effect. But it sounds a lot more believable before Which is drives. kind of ironic, really, because yeah. the whole point was to like, I mean, Fender reverbs typically are used in a not as subtle, you know, they were historically like, wow, look what this reverb can do. Yeah. So to have a pedal that essentially is mimicking that, but really having to use it at a minimal value. Well, it still still sounds like a lot of reverb. Just the fact that you're putting it before the drive is kind of uh, amplifying the reverb effect a little bit. I see. Uh, But that one's a really, really, really fun one. I use that as a leave-on a lot of times, too. Okay. Okay. and I would guess I would probably, probably like a, just a tremolo. I mean, probably a TR2. Mm. Um, uh, I, I love the, the, Boss the, the, the TR2. classic. Yeah, Boss yeah. TR2, just a classic. Uh, uh, but I, lo- I love the combination of the reverb and tremolo. It's nice because it has the latch mode too, which is pretty cool. <laughs> yes, can, be cool. Can, can be cool. Can be cool. Yeah, um, that are, I also really like the VB2 though. I maybe swap, I could take those interchangeably. Whoa, probably, whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> what's this? Tremolo. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with the, floor, I would take on, one, I would take the fourth one off introduced. the floor <laughs> before I put the other one back on the floor. But, okay. uh, but yeah, maybe two? Yeah, maybe like yeah. vibrato okay. interchangeably with the tremolo. One of those. Okay. Yeah. Very beautiful. Vibromolo? Vibromolo. That's a thing. That's a thing. Market. Vibromolo. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I love that, that idea. That's fantastic. But Bromolo, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it someday. No drum tone. It sounds though. like a cough suppressant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. We, yeah, we bypassed Mikey because Mikey's sort of a... Um, uh, he's boring a, curmudgeon. Uh, he, no, yeah, he's boring. not a curmudgeon. <laughs> Lame. He likes what he likes, and Dry. he said he's already said that ages ago. So yes, um, nothing new to update in no. that. Unfortunately, not. it's okay. It's yeah. okay. So listen, we have gotten through most of this, and everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, you guys shut up and talk about the new pedal." Mm. Um, so Mike, talk about the new pedal so we can get this over with. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh. <laughs> No, uh, you were very excited, as was I. What is special? Tell me, well, there's two things special about this pedal. One is, uh, where can you get it? Um, Yeah, so this is actually a website exclusive. Um, This is something that we're doing different uh, with this run. And, uh, yeah, it's only available at nativeaudio.com. Okay, and... What is another very exciting factor about this? Uh, the exciting factor, I would say that back in the day, we had Red House Electronics. Uh, we had the Red House Electronics uh, running Wolf Fuzz. Right. Okay. And that's what and your that's, brand, that's what Native Audio 
used to be that's, called. Yeah, that's so native audio used to be uh, Red House Electronics. Then we came out with the Running Wolf, which was, uh, I think it was the third or the fourth pedal in the line um, at, the, at the time. And uh, the Running Wolf Fuzz was actually one of the first pedals in the Red House Electronics line that actually started moving it towards the native side of things. Right. Uh, Running Wolf being um, a tribute to my grandfather, Edwin Running Wolf. And, um, and we kind of did this thing with with the product line where we kind of just got rid of all of our dirts and fuzzes and anything with dirt on it we threw it out and uh, we just kind of wanted to focus on modulation so we spent a couple years on modulation Mm -hmm. and we were like you know what we're lacking in some dirt let's get some dirt in it so what we ended up doing was we ended up um going and start and build this dirt line it's uh, we call it uh we say 2022 the the year of dirt mm-hmm. and um and that's kind of how it's been and it started with the kio and then it moved to war party and now we have the mccoy yeah and uh, mccoy is the uh, that's the pedal that we're talking about right now and by this the way is the pedal that we are talking about and um so and, and how do you spell that mccoy it is m-a-k-o-y-i-i and McCoy is the Blackfeet translation for wolf. And um, and why I bring up Red House Electronics and Running Wolf is because we that's kind of been the progress or the whatever of this pedal. Um, it originally Running Wolf, Red House Electronics, Running Wolf, now Native Audio McCoy. And it still lends, the, the story behind the design um, is still pays tribute to my grandfather, Edwin Running Wolf, but um, each of our products kind of key, kind of captures like a theme of like a story. And this one is perseverance. And um, my grandfather, Edwin Running Wolf, he kind of uh, embodies that word perseverance. And um, yeah, and so this is just a tribute to him. And, um, but the really cool thing about this one, really, really cool thing is the tone. And I'll let Micah share a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, on this one, we kind of wanted to um, get, make the most versatile drive pedal we've done. It sounded like we just shifted to NPR talking about rocking chairs, by it the did. way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I used to work for NPR. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, we wanted to, to make a really versatile drive pedal. So the, um, the the gain control on this one is really wild. If it's down, uh, it's, it's, it does a great clean boost. If you start to just barely open it up, it'll do like a clean compression. So you're adding, adding lots of sustain but you're not really getting the negative sides of the compressor. Like there's not, there's not, it's not, it's not, it's not raising the noise floor. I mean, it's not really messing with the dynamics of your plane either. Yep. Um, after that, it gets into um, like a, like a low game. We've been calling it like Jimmy cleans. You know, Jimmy hears this clean tone mm-hmm. when he rolls down the volume, but the fuzz is still on. Um, it gets that sound, which is a sound that I love. Mike also loves. Yeah. Um, what do that's call probably it? jangly grit. Yeah, like a jangly gritty yeah, kind jangly of thing. Grit. But there's there's tons of articulation for chords. You know, you can play like you can play jazz chords, play blues chords, and like you're gonna be able to hear all of the notes in that chord. Um, but just livens it up in a mm-hmm. really, really cool way, yeah. and it'll go all the way up to like like just we were calling it edge of fuzz. Uh, uh, that's that's going purely into like a clean amp. If you're going into like an amp with some grit on it already, yeah. uh, it'll get it'll get extremely dirty. So, yeah. or if you take a dirt pedal into it, it um, it definitely gets on that fuzz fuzz tone. But we've kind of captured it as edge of fuzz, just because it's it 
kind of has that fuzz characteristic, but not too much to where it's not. Um, yeah, you're not getting into that until well into the game. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's it's very well tamed yeah. um, in a good way, in a musical way. Yeah, and um, and I, I guess one of the cool, very cool things about this McCoy is we originally, when we started the design, we we were like, hey, let's just let a fuzz fuzz, you know. And I don't know how th- there's it's hard to do that because. When we, when we originally came out the running wolf, it was a five knob fuzz. Yes, and, I remember. And now I look back at that and I'm like, that is ridiculous. Like five <laughs> knobs. Why do you need five knobs for a fuzz? Anything more than three, then you're just you're pl- you're, you're being kooky. So, <laughs> um, so Mike Trombley from 2017 thought, you know what? That is too many knobs. Let's remove all those knobs and let's just keep a volume knob. And Mike Trombley from 2017 was kind of right, but not so much right. And uh, so once we threw that in line, then we decided, you know, let's let's bring that back. But I don't want one knob because we kind of readjusted too much. Yeah. And uh, the so pendulum we, swung. The Mike. pendulum swung, <laughs> and uh, and so five was slammed good. right one, into the wall. No. Yes. And so uh, and we've already been coming out with these great like three knob version uh, pedals and. We were like, why not? We why don't we do this? And so we had a couple different settings for that gain knob, but um, Micah actually came in this idea, and this is what's really cool, I guess, with the whole native audio thing is the the two guys that are like all these boxes you see up on the table here. We have several of, of the other pedals. By yeah, the way, you have several of the other ones. N- none of you can see what Mike was just pointing. At. Yes, and um, <laughs> and I guess one of the reason why, like, I really wanted to bring Mike in here too is that um, I guess just me and Micah's, uh, I don't even know what you call it, chemistry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of back and forth. And, um, you know, sometimes we're brutal with each other. Um, like like those dude, old saws from your. Yeah. The two man. I'll have to Google saws. that reference, but yes, <laughs> that's what I'm know. thinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very much so that. And, uh, you know, sometimes we land on tone that we're both like, oh, dude, that's awesome. And others, like, you know, and, uh, but it's, it's a great combination. And that this McCoy is a perfect example of that. And, uh, we actually had we had the design almost ready to go, like out the door, almost ready to go. And uh, Micah came in with this concept. Um, he came in this com- with this concept the next week and was like, "Dude, what if what if we do this?" And um, and I was like, "You know what? Let me breadboard that really quick." And so I breadboarded this like little mini circuit. It's a couple components. Stupid easy. And uh, we threw it in the middle. Uh, I think we actually ran it before the McCoy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, which I think it was still running with at that point. And uh, we ran and we ran that circuit right before the McCoy. And dude, this thing sounded killer. It cleaned up like ridiculously to the point where, like, I was like, Mike, I know that that design that we previously had, but I, it, was, it was good. But this thing that you came in here with, like let's do that. Like, and so we, we kind of worked back and forth for about a week and kind of just worked on it and just like, should we do this? And that's what we ended up doing. And fortunately, uh, we arrived on something that, uh, I, I, f- I think has a lot of versatility gain wise. Yeah. And, um, and Micah kind of alluded to it, but, uh, it covers what we, we would consider like five pillars of gain it's the compression the next one is the jimmy cleans it's a little jangly grit and then the 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 third one would be kind of the crunch your 
think like kind of like JT45 kind of crisp, you know, crunch, classic rock tones. And then the fourth one would be uh, soaring leads. Soaring leads. Soaring leads <laughs> yes. Uh, something that gives you sustained tone. Like, and we, we kind of, the way we kind of introduce this one to people is like a lot of people will uh, run two drives together to get more of like a sustained type of sound. And um, that's kind of what the like fourth stage of this thing delivers. And the last one is the uh, edge of fuzz tone, which delivers some pretty tamed, but yet focused uh, mm. fuzz. <clears throat> that was excellent. Uh, yeah. Dissertation on your pedal. Um, I plugged this in and immediately made a video and sent it to Mike. Cause I, I it is like, to I totally connected with it. What I loved about it was when I'm trying to figure out my gain, if I can hit like really hard and be able to back off and, and still have like articulation in, in, in like single strings or like rakes up from, you know, like the high E, right? Yeah. So it doesn't just sound like yeah. all, you know, yeah. that's when I'm like, yes. Okay. Yes. Here's the, here's the this, this stuff. I've got growl. I've got fizz, a little bit of fizz. Yeah. I've got, um, like, real bite it has bite to it and then i'm that's i'm not playing into the wolf thing yeah but, it, but that's what i felt like i was like i got growl i got bite and i got fizz all yeah. in one box and this is great yeah where, where are you where were you setting the game control at i was playing around differently with that um i think i was probably just maybe like two o'clock i th i if i recall okay. i think is that where i was, I was like oh this is kind of pushing it enough yes. where and then if i tried to stack something in front of it i'd, I'd actually back that off a little bit because then it would just be kind of too much and yeah. getting blown out yeah um and i had i believe i had the tone kind of set at noon because i just wanted to see what this could do without yeah. but now learning about the tone a little bit more i probably will see how that reacts and differently the, the, and it does um, when when gain is all the way down, um, you're going to get a brighter sound. So we typically kind of back back the tone off, and then of course you try yeah. to gain up. It's going to get kind of a little bit darker. So, but the very cool thing about this is that it has enough um, high end on on tap. Yeah, yeah. For that so tone. maybe a rule of thumb is the gain, opposite. the opposites. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that'd probably be what. No. Yeah. So huh? so you bring gain up this. Well, no, no, never mind. No. Yeah, no, actually, yeah. Sorry, no, in sync. Yeah. In sync, yes. Yeah. In sync. Two clocks yeah. telling the same time. Yes. Yeah. What's that? Um, I, my commentary on this, and we talked a little bit before the show, is I was impressed how interactive these three controls are. Um, I mean, uh, you right might, out you of the You might box. think it's limiting. Well, you might, but I mean, honestly, when, you start, looks, playing, I mean. when you start playing around with different combinations right. of the volume gain and tone, I mean, I found it, I mean, I, it was a very rich, creamy sound that came out of this. And of course, if you increase the gain uh, even further up, it just goes, but it's not so much that it, that, that you can't articulate notes. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it too, because some, you know, borderline fuzz pedals, you know, it just gets to a point where you can't hear right. the individual notes. It gets mushy. And um, this one, I, I think it's a, it's just a great combination of compression, of uh, interactivity between, you know, the volume and the gain and the tone. And, and I like the fact that with the tone control, you could really take out some of the real harshness yeah. uh, that you sometimes get and really dial in a nice kind of creamy tone. So 
kudos to this. Hey, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a good point, the harshness factor, because like right now uh, for the Valentinos, what I'm doing is I'm running a morning glory um, occasionally into yeah. the tone clone, clone thing. Um, and I'm getting like the the sound, I'm getting the, 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 the grit, the growl, the fizz, and the articulation. Yeah. Um, but it does... It, it can sound harsh, especially going through the Marshall. That did not. That's why I was immediately like, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had to sacrifice a little bit of the bottom end that the serotonin uh, service. Mm. Well, I got to figure out how to say that dumb thing. <laughs> the clone clone. <laughs> yeah. Um, clone clone. Provides. Yeah. But in, in, la in lieu of that, I gained... I let a little like less harshness and and he said it right. It was it was like a little it was kind of creamy, but light cream. Yeah. Just gonna, yeah. Fat free cream. <laughs> no, I think I think <laughs> I'd, I'd give it heavy whipping cream. Okay. Yeah. Uh, heavy whip. <laughs> yeah. Um on a side note, I was also like, uh, wow, this is really cool because like right now our vibe for Valentino's, we did the shirts with the with the wolf on it. And that's perfect. And I was like, "Oh wow, this is really cool!" Yeah. I got the I got the wolf on playing, and I got the wolf on the shirt and yeah, the whole thing. Dude. And um, then I, I read the, you know, the the note that you had with it yeah. about about your grandfather and everything. Yeah, and, the, about and, the artwork. Yeah, and we've talked about you know deeper things in our yeah. travels and stuff. And and I just you know I'll say again, I've already said this to you, but I'll share this with everybody else. I really truly connected with. Uh, not the fact that you s did something necessarily in honor of your grandfather. I think that's a very sweet and kind gesture yeah. and, and yeah. probably mean it means a lot. Um, but I, I appreciate the things that you associated with that yeah. and the perseverance. And I think you said it was um, uh, in in the midst of like th when things are, are, how did you? Trials. Trials and stuff like that, right? And I appreciated that. Because it actually, it, it wasn't just sort of like a hollow dedication to mm -hmm. a pedal. Yeah. Like that pedal can get you through yeah. whatever amp, whatever guitar, whatever pedal stack you're working with, like, and, and whatever you're trying to, to, to when, you, when you're crafting music, you're kind of fighting against it. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, if you don't, if you can't get over a certain area, yeah. you can just throw your hands up and say, well, this isn't going to happen. This yeah. song isn't going to be anything. And and you might not be open to the surprise if you do push through it. Yes. So I really connected with that in many different ways. Oh well, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's um, that's one of the cool things with the stories. And you know, it's it's been a process that we've kind of been developing. Um, we get we get a lot of messages uh, from people that uh, may have came across the brand, or maybe they just picked up one of the new like they picked up a pedal and they really sat down similar to you and read through the stories and been able to really connect. And I guess that's one of the really cool things about the stories of the pedals is that, yeah, although they're sharing a little bit of my kind of heritage, they're also like allowing others to see that, Hey, you know, like, yeah, Mike carries that native culture, but in like, in a way we're still connected. Like he experiences similar things, you know, and especially today we think, you know, sometimes people can think 
that they're in their crew and they only experience those things, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the really cool things, uh, especially with the Pretty Bird Woman, um, when we sat down, and the Pretty Bird Woman is another story that's uh, dedicated to one of my other grandparents. And and, and that pedal is here. Is our is our chorus, and um, the Pretty Bird Woman it talks about um, kind of the pillars in our lives, uh, the people that. No matter how far we go, they'll always be there. That unconditional love, mm-hmm. and um, and when me and Micah sat down to type that, um, he was kind of like, "Dude, I mean, like, I don't know your grandma," <laughs> and but I was like, "I'm that's sure fine. she's really nice." But that's fine, dude. <laughs> no, but the, I, I I told him I was like, "That's fine because tell me about your." you know, your, your pretty bird woman, tell me about your pretty bird woman. And, um, and he just began to share and and we literally just, we just kind of started flowing with the writing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the idea that it may not be like, you know, it's like that maybe not be your grandmother. It could be anybody in your life, you know, you know, but but we probably all have that person. Yeah. We all have a pretty bird woman in our life that we know will be there. And, um, that's kind of the whole concept of that's kind of, I guess growing with these, these products is, um, yeah, I'm sharing my culture, but we're creating, um, connection with mm-hmm. people. And, um, yeah. So I, I definitely appreciate you throwing that out about the story. It's, um, yeah, it definitely means a lot. Yeah. And you know, I know you've named it. It's, I mean, it's literally called native audio, right? It's like, this is a huge part of your brand. However, I, I think it would be easy and or clumsy to make to to really go full blast on that like you're stri- you're 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 keeping this at a balance to where yeah. it's it's acknowledged yeah. and you're you're doing it in a tasteful way without um without making it a, a mask yeah Oh yeah. And I mean, me and Micah have these conversations almost every single day. Um, you know, we, uh, yeah, it's, it's a conversation to be had. And, um, and I reemphasize with Micah every single day is that, um, I don't, I don't carry this, like we don't carry this brand name necessarily to be like, Hey, this is a native brand. You should feel bad. You should buy this pedal because I'm native. Um, we both believe that, uh, we have to produce product that lives up to that perceived value. Mm -hmm. Um, because if we don't, if we are not producing product that, uh, lives up to what, I guess what we're showing, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody plugs in this pedal and they're like, dude, this thing's a turd. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't think we're doing our job right. And, sure. um, and so that's, that's honestly one of the, the big key components of native audio is, um, we don't want an easy card. Um, and we are more than open to feedback and improving. Every yeah. Single day. yeah. Yeah. Uh, last bit on this particular topic. Yeah. Um, can you, can you tell us or just share a little bit about what this has meant to your, connection, which I mean, you have inherently because you are native, but how much has this amplified that connection or has it connection to, to, to your, your culture and your, your community? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely amplified that. Um, I think, and this is something that I've, I've dealt with and I know a couple other, um, a couple other people have dealt with is like 
um, especially on with with the Blackfeet. Um, there's a couple other different reservations that I do know that um, I mean they still f- speak their language fluently. Um, unfortunately, with the Blackfeet. Uh, as each generation comes, it keeps getting a little lighter, a little lighter, yeah. a little lighter. And that's kind of been one of the the really great things with this brand is to be able to maintain um, some sort of light um, in the dark um, about the, the names, the, uh, the culture. And so even if I'm just sharing just a little bit, at least, um, it's, it's kind of just re, uh, bringing air back into what is native culture. And, um, yeah, so I, I personally, well, it it's, opens it's, up a conversation. Yeah. It opens you, up a conversation telling everybody. And it's, it's been a, it's been a uh, great learning experience for me because, um, I, I personally been able to dive back into, uh, stories. There's been times where me and Micah sat down and, um, you know, I'll, I'll bring up a story to him and I'll be like, do check this out, read this. And, uh, and we just kind of share ideas and kind of, um, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, for me personally, like I've, I've been able to dive more into my culture. So I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, as you just, even as you're talking, like I, my head's going crazy. Like, like, you know, I, yeah. I can only imagine what it is sitting down to your tiny desk and tiny lamp every day. <laughs> it's, yeah. With our tiny ideas. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and, and we'll reiterate, I mean, you, you're not a guy who sat down and said, I'm going to start, you know, kind of melting some parts into each other. Yeah. I mean, you actually have a master's in electrical engineering. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so you definitely know what you're doing. And actually, we're one of the earlier people that took DSP technology into small boxes. Yeah. Yeah. It's... um yeah, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's been a learning experience um, because doing the company, it's like, yeah, you can do electronics, but can you sell something? Yeah. And um, that's been kind of, kind of, I guess, it's every single day I, t- I sit down with Micah and I'm like, dude, so get this. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, hold on. We're going to try something. I don't know if it's going to work but just hold on, dude. And, uh, fortunately Mike has been with me and, uh, I, I think he's also seen the development. I've seen Micah also develop. Um, and so it's, it's great because, uh, people think that, uh, yeah, you can design a product, but it's one, it's another thing to sell it. And it's another thing to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's something we're learning every single day. I heard that. Yeah. That's literally what I do every single yes. day. It is yeah, and you come not from always that. very easy. Yes, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, now, just a refresher. What can can you just um, just spend just a, a a minute on the line? So, let's start with let's just start here. We I got the the uh, 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 pretty bird woman. Pretty bird woman. Uh, pretty bird woman is our program programmable uh, chorus vibrato. Okay. Uh, so it's two knobs, two switches, um, four uh, settings. Four settings allows you allows the user to save four customizable presets. Perfect. Tiny Next. footprint. Rising sun. Uh, Rising AKA sun is Sonora. is the sleeper tremolo <laughs> that everyone should try. Um, it's a, a a pedal that uh, Mike and I are actually extremely proud of. Um, it's probably it's probably our it's probably our uh, least appreciated i'll say yeah um but that is that's a it's a fantastic optical tremolo nails all of your vintage um 
vintage uh, like Fender tremolo sound. There's sounds pretty much nothing that can with do. tap I tempo mean, and ramping, so it can do like do some Leslie esque effects. Yeah. and tap tempo. There's there's a lot packed in this little box here. That I mean, is my favorite tremolo heavy. I've ever tried. I've tried a ton of tremolos, and that is by far my favorite. And soft switches, yay! Very soft. Uh, next, what do we got? War, ah. War party. War party. Um, this is this kind of like our take on the on the the Proco Rat, but it also uh, takes some elements from our Kiyo Overdrive, which is uh, one of our most popular pedals. Um, uh, high, it'll go anywhere from like high gain. Uh, but it definitely has like the the super focused rat kind of tone. So if okay. you're into rats, uh, but you want something that still has a little bit of its own flavor, that's be a really cool cool pedal to check out. And you kind of talked about that thing where you hit that low E chord and you kind of have that ring out still, and then you can play softer. Yeah. The War Party and our Kiyo Overdrive uh, kind of implement that technology as well that um, just really allow you for that touch sensitivity. Like, because one of my favorite things is when I plug into a pedal and I can play soft and I can play loud because I'm a very dynamic player mm-hmm. and uh, and I can get that same exact response from an overdrive. And that's one of the things that we enjoy implementing in our products. Right. Well, and it's funny you mention that because I, I believe myself to be the same way, just with more loud and more, yeah. more chords and more gain. Oh, yeah. But... You've heard, you know, you you know that what but, I what I play, but your pick attack, you're still digging in, and it, yeah. So there's still some variation, yeah, in and, that. and still needing to get like singular articulation oh, yeah. elements. Um, okay, so you mentioned the ki- uh, the Kiyo, yeah, yeah. The Kiyo is uh, our our it's, it's our overdrive uh, slash distortion. It'll get into distortion at the tail end. It's really more of an overdrive edge of distortion, um, edge of distortion. <laughs> it's um uh, it's it's our most popular. Pedal, I, I think it's kind of overtaken our, our Ghost Ridge Reverb, which yeah. which um, but it's which uh, was previously our most popular. Um, it's just a simple three knob overdrive. Um, what is the spirit animal for the uh, Kiyo? Uh, the Kiyo is the Blackfeet translation for bear. Bear, that's okay. yes, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Okay, and um, let's the see, Ghost Midnight Ridge. Phaser, Midnight yeah, Phaser. Yeah. I, the Ghost Ridge also the Midnight Phaser is a analog uh, four stage phaser has the same control layout as the as the Rising Sun so you can do the rap, ramping and tap functionality on that okay. phaser. Have one of those. Super cool. Yeah. It also lets, lets you go. Um, you can. It's got a mix control, so it'll do like vibrato phaser kind of tones as well. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then the Ghost Ridge. Ghost Ridge. Yeah. It's, I think it's probably That's the one. Probably the most popular one. Am I right? I think this guy's kind of overtaken. They 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 go back and forth yeah. month to month. Yeah. Okay. But the Ghost Ridge is um, a two knob, two foot switch, uh, same layout as the Pretty Bird Woman, but four allows stage. you just four, yeah allows you to save four presets and a yeah. reverb pedal. Yeah, has a hall spring uh, room and uh, plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plate. and that that pedal was kind of our answer to the cats that. Um, might be playing, say, like their boss style pedals. You know, you mentioned the RV3, uh, playing something like that, but they're like, dude, I love that presets, but yeah. I don't necessarily want to go like MIDI. I don't want to don't start want to working with, in. I don't want to start working with crazy channels and mountain stuff. And um, so the Ghost Ridge is kind of our answer to that, and it's the perfect live musicians um, setup. Yeah. I, I have I one of the totally first iterations that. or iterations of that and and I have to say it's very easy to use, especially yeah. coming from a, a holy grail reverb. Yes. That's what I was using right before that. And oh, yeah. 
And it wasn't, it, and it had all these four, pre, it had the four presets, but yet it was not intimidating. Uh, and it sounds spectacular, probably one of the better reverbs that I've ever had. Uh, I appreciate it. And, yeah, you, you know, Jared mentioned uh, the, yeah, Holy Grail. And the Holy Grail is one of those pedals that um, I, I feel like it gets some hate, but also gets some love. But um, it, it really is a unique pedal because you have the hall. Or it, I, I would always play on hall, and then it just has the reverb knob, right? Yeah. And there's something um, special about having that knob do kind of, a, you know, there's no tone. There's nothing tweaking, tweaking here. And um, there's something special about that. And so we try to implement elements of that with the Ghost Bridge. Yeah. Excellent. That's it, right? Yeah, right now do we you got do some stuff in the works there, Mikey. I know you just released one today, but or yeah, it was today. Yeah, yeah, it was today. Yeah, and I did an unboxing, which I will release tomorrow. Yeah, which Sweet. would have been a week ago if you're just hearing this now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, well something like that. Out. All of this is <laughs> all of this is last week happened. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so we we got we got a couple things sitting on the shelves. I mean, nothing. Not, we're gonna really dial in right now, but. Um, I, I think as we continue um, to go forward, uh, and I guess what's really, yeah, I shouldn't probably chill on this, but yeah, this this McCoy uh, release was uh, something that we're playing around with, and um, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. I got you. Yeah, I know. I finger to nose. Yeah, pointing to nose. Um, <laughs> all right, well, gentlemen, thank you so much for sharing uh, so much about these fantastic pedals in front of us. Um, but we literally have a table full of pedals. I'm really excited about this. Um, so we need to swing on over to Jared's right now. Getting the old El Camino. I think we can all fit in the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the part of the show where we like to play a little game. And uh, really excited to have Mikey and uh, back and, and uh, Micah as well. To play a little game of uh, Would You Rather. So you're walking down the street and then you run into your buddy Todd and he has a story to tell you. And since he's here, I'm going to let you do this one. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. That was a great setup. Yes, in, indeed, you are walking down the street with your bandmate who happens to be your second guitarist. When lo and behold, a no good Nick on roller skates dressed up like Zorro comes and snatches your pedal board bag. No, oh, I, I can't. I, yeah. And off he goes in the sea of people somehow on roller skates. Cause you happen to be in midtown Manhattan for some reason. Um, and there go your pedals. You're like, now what are we going to do? That was collectively both of your guitar, both of your guitar players pedals. You arrive at the club and the sound guy says, where's the rest of your gear? And you say, well, here's the story. And you tell him, he goes, well, it just so happens. A uh, band came through a couple months ago and left all their pedals. Oh, <laughs> how fortunate that would be. And he pulls out an old gym bag. Oh, that's right. It's getting and, scary. And the old gym bag was full of six boss pedals. Ooh, well, that can't be that bad. Well, and surely them. you should have, everything should be, cake after this gravy Hunk, even. hunky dory gravy on a cake uh that's boss bro. unfortunately when you open the bag this is what you find hmm the vo1 
vocoder. <laughs> the PS6 <laughs> Harmonist. The AW3 Dynamic Auto Wah. The AC3, arguably everybody's favorite, Acoustic Simulator. <laughs> the RC5 Loop Station. Ooh. And the MT2 Metal Zone. Now you're thinking, wait a minute, Metal mm. Zone? I can, I can probably make this work. Unfortunately, the knob... <laughs> on the distortion has been broken off. Full up. And you don't know where it is. Oh. It's Ew. stuck. It's stuck. Now, you Very have open. to split these six pedals between and even amongst at the same time, both of you as guitar players. Mm. So the question is, would you rather have which one of these three <laughs> Which three of these six pedals <laughs> would you like? I had to count on my, well, Mike's <laughs> counting for three. me. Yeah, I got you. Which three pedals would you choose? Mm. This is a tough one. Mm. All There's right. no good answer. Tony, here, here we're going to have to pat, we're going to hold up the list because this is too much to, to think yeah, in our head. We're going to pass the list around. Wow. And if anybody knows the whereabouts of that roller skater dressed like Zorro, let him let let, let me know because we're going to take care of that guy. That's right. Well, out of all of these, wow. I mean, I certainly. Uh, <laughs> I I I'm 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 at a loss for words. Which this is, has <laughs> never happened in the history. All right, here's what I'm going with. I'm going with the PS6 Harmonist. Harmonist. Okay. The AC3 Acoustic Simulator. Oh, brave man. The Acoustic. <laughs> acoustic. Brave. Yes. Very brave. And, uh, yeah, let's go with the uh, Dynamic Ottawa, the yeah. AW3. Okay. Why, why not? I, I mean, and I think, and here's my my reasoning behind okay. this. The All harmonist, right. I think, is is kind of cool because it is a uh, kind of a pitch shifter, and if you're doing any kind of lead work, you can throw in, you know, it, it figures out a harmony to what you're playing. Apparently, um, the acoustic simulator, I think, could be used as a decent, clean preamp hmm? into your into your regular amplifier. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think the acoustic simulator it also has a, a chorus. It has the twelve string setter, but I think it also has a chorus built into it too. Uh, uh, I, maybe not on that pedal. So. There's other acoustic yeah. ones that have that. There's a bunch but, of other nonsense that nobody really. Needs and the Ottawa, you know, I, I just think is you know that's just a fun pedal. Now, uh, yeah, the loop station, I have no idea how to use that. The vocoder. No, not going to use that. And then, you know, an unpredictable metal zone is worse than a predictable metal zone. Potentially. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Those are the three, the harmonist, the acoustic, acoustic simulator, and the dynamic Ottawa. Okay. All right, okay. Micah. Okay, um, I'm, I've got to say metal zone. Yes, because uh, get in the zone. There's a war metal on clean, zone. There's a war on clean tone, and with that metal zone, <laughs> I'm waging it. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, uh, RC5. That's a great loop pedal. 
Sure. I use an RC3 all the time, so like that's actually an upgrade. Um, RC5. <laughs> um, dynamic Ottawa. Yeah, AW3, definitely. That one's super funky. I've never played that one, but like yeah. I've played AW2 and, and the, the Touchwa. Yeah. The Tiwa. Those are fun. So yeah. like I'm going to say AW3 is probably fun. Sure. Um, but yeah, those, those are my three. Yeah. Now the Ottawa, if I... It, well, never. We'll keep going. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Mike, go I'm, ahead. I'm just going to reiterate exactly what he said. <laughs> I, I'm going to do the boss, the, the, the metal zone. What? Yeah, I'm going to do the metal wait, zone. Wait, 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 wait. We hate clean wait tone. Wait a minute. We, we hate clean tone. What? What's you're, what? You're, you're Mr. <laughs> Frusciante. What? Okay, tell me what. What is Frusciante? Acoustic simulator? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, I, I'll tell you what. Yes. No. Okay. I'll tell you. So metal zone. Uh, I'll do uh, metal zone, loop station, and uh, dynamic Ottawa. His reason. No. 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 Because this is why I choose those. I'm trying to look at something that I would basically plug up and play at a gig. Right. Yeah. I just don't see myself rocking a harmonizer and at any time in probably my entire life. Um, and then a vocoder. I yeah, same exact story. Uh, acoustic simulator. I'm playing an electric. Why would I try to be an acoustic? Well, you don't have to if you leave the tone factor down and just go level. Yeah. Now you're boosting your level and you're getting into actually boosted clean tone. Yeah, and we're. Waging war on clean tone. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm serious. I don't know if so, I've ever heard you play distorted music. I we just made the McCoy. Well, that doesn't mean you're playing it. <laughs> it changed him. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> dude. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I I would the metal zone. It's I. I yeah, you don't leave many options. So <laughs> I, I think the way you're looking at me saying these words is like I, out of all the pedals in my entire life, I chose the metal zone. I this. I'm so I'm so surprised by that. Are you? I what, am. Wait, aren't what? you? No, I think he's oh, waging a war on Stop. clean tone. You, waging you gotta have dirt. Tone. Yeah, you gotta have <laughs> dirt. Gotta have dirt. Yeah, <laughs> dirt it up. Somehow I feel like that's Get gonna dirty. make it on its a t-shirt or something. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jared, go ahead. I'm going to go with the vocalizer, the dynamic Ottawa, and the metal zone. Okay. All right. Like Everybody's the going the metal zone. All right. Yeah. No, I metal didn't zone. go the metal zone. You didn't go the and, metal zone. Well, I'll go metal zone. Okay. I gotta, I'll got. i get in the zone with the metal zone. All I right. actually had one, zone. and it was the worst zone, metal I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Get in the mute zone yeah. in the meantime. Here we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Todd, it's up to you. <laughs> Well, I save this podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm de I'm definitely going with the dynamic Ottawa because I w would use that to take it all the way Duh, down. I never heard you use wah before. Oh. <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use I'm not I wouldn't use it as wah. I would I would take I would take the speed all the way down and basically just use it as a like kind of like a cockwah. You know, you could also what do that same thing with the metal zone. Just turn it off. <laughs> true, true. It's a, it's a mutal zone. Yeah, mutal zone. <laughs> uh, I think I would go with the harmonist because that would just end up being some kind of weird, fun stuff. I've never played the harmonist, so yeah. uh, why not? And uh, I'm going to surprise all you guys and choose the metal zone. 
There you go. I just hope it's just, not broken on zero. Dude, you threw all this fuss about the, the zone. <laughs> Everybody it just buries everything else. Yeah. That's true. Actually, I'm, yeah, I am going to do that because I, I, I play in Dirt World. You got to have yeah. Dirt. I'm, I'm in the war. A little crispy. All right. Well, that was a fun one, Todd. Thank you so much for coming up with that and sharing that with myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we was need that third person or fourth no, person? I <laughs> 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 yes, I was standing on top of the fourth wall, I, looking yes, I over the edge. Yeah, fourth wall. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, Tony, you got some people to thank, and then we're going to let our friends Mike and Mike uh, go home. That is correct, Todd, because at this point of the show, there's a special group of people that we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, executive producer makes this show possible. They're a sponsor, a patron. They provide the necessary funding for us to keep in production. That's right. There's This isn't free. No. Well, not to us it isn't. Not to us it isn't. It's free to the general public. It is free to the general public. So you might be asking yourself, how can I, as an individual, become an executive producer? The answer would be you go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron of this very podcast. Each level comes with a wonderful selection of thank you gifts. Mm -hmm. But as an executive producer, there's one thing more. Mike, what is it? Oh, Jared's not quick on the draw. He must be battling the puppies. Uh oh, puppy battle. There you gotta, no, 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 that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to take my thing away. It doesn't work. Who is what this? What's your thing? Who is calling? Is this a patron? Is this an yes. executive producer? And you get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. So that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Back in. Okay. Moon Guitars. Vader in pedals. John Halverson. Rick Calhoun. Trevor Gunberg. Elad Mizrahi. Mike D. Richard Kendall, Mark Garten, Matt Hart, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk from Wonderful Audio Technology. Mm. What? Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, and Andrew DeHaan. Excellent. Well, wait, Todd, there's more because yeah. there's this very, very special group of executive producers. These are our grand poobas. They get a fez to wear upon their head. And they're still stuck at the top of the tower in the penthouse because Mike is still telling me about how great his pedals are in the elevator. Ah, the elevator pitch. <laughs> wow, that's a slow elevator ride. It's very slow. <laughs> no, we're just weaving up there a while. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, drink, drink all of the orange Kool-Aid that's available up there, <laughs> Grand Poobas. Because... These are our grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wayne Pickups. That's right. Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, 
Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik from 12th Hour Devices, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. Eddie Serratos, David Poe, and Billy Sabitfire. Happy right. birthday, Billy. Happy birthday, Billy. Hey, uh, I just want to say, number one, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you out there who continue to support us. Number two, for those who are wondering, like, well, that's cool, I get a little thing. We, are, we, we do give away as much stuff as we can, and we're actually doing a run of uh, hoodies, um, that we are giving the opportunity for for these people, uh, our our patrons, to get all of our executive producers and poobas, um, and uh, yeah, there's I mean, we're giving away. No, when, <laughs> Tony wrote something <laughs> dirty on there, um, but we're hey in the next I think week or two, hopefully we're giving away the two Klon uh, clones ah, that uh, Rare right. Buzzer. Uh, upgraded, so that's happening. Wow, nice. So there's that. I want to just put that out there to everybody. Also, if you are a builder listening to the show right now, uh, I would love to get your brand, your swag, whatever, in front of the people that are signing up to support the show. Uh, stickers, picks, pins, whatever you want, send them our way. We will put them in the hands of people that should get to know your brand, whether you've been on the show or not. All right? I'm Fair just enough. saying that out there. That sounds good. Because um, I'm running low on that stuff right now, so help me out. <laughs> um, eh, I think that's it. But we, that's, we've said a lot today, tonight. Oh, yeah. Mike and Micah, where can people find all your stuff? They can find us at nativeaudio.com. Are, do you <laughs> have, are you on Instagram, <laughs> too? Uh, we do have an Instagram, at nativeaudio. Check us out. Nice. Micah, any, any place people need to check out beyond these skirt. things oh yeah like uh a skirt band <laughs> skrt my band but yeah yes. skrt is a band i play in you should check it out if you like punk rock i guess yeah, yeah. sweet nice yeah, or yeah lo-fi rock they, lo-fi rock punk they rock. just grungy, recently grungy punky yeah, stuff yeah they not too long ago uh released a uh dual what would you call it? Dual album? A split. A split with uh, the band Lung. And um, a very great album. They did this whole thing with Romanus Records where it's um, like a textured record. Very mm-hmm. special record. Sweet, cool. sweet. So yeah, uh, definitely check them out. Technically all records are textured, but that's just a formality. Ah, Mike. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it has digital texture. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Tony, where can people find Just you? Just go over to pickguardian.com, check out some of the things that I do. But I specialize in custom work, so shoot me an email, let me know what you want, what you need, what you're trying to do, and I will help you out. Right on. Pickguardian.com. Right on. And if you need some examples of that, you can check out the Guitar Knobs website at the guitars that we've posted. Ah, mostly mine. Mostly, <laughs> mostly Todd's. Uh, Jared. Everybody knows that I'm in the pickup game, so if you want to talk to me about that, jared.allen.brandon on Instagram. Right. 
or send him cooking recipes. Uh, you can shoot you. me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to get your four on the floor. You got a cool idea like we just talked about with these insane boss pedals? Send it our way. Ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the close of another fantastic, and I, if I do say so myself, I think this was a good one. I appreciate the show yeah. uh, that, that we concocted here, yeah. the conversation that was had. Mike and Micah, thank you for taking the trip all the way from Dayton to come hang out with us and for bringing these pedals and for making awesome products that you've clearly put so much thought into. Yeah. The yeah, guitar community so appreciates it. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate it. You bet. All right, everybody, have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe! Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you broke the cardinal rule. <laughs> We're gonna zip. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I'm laughing at Todd. Okay, Tony, you're you're on restriction. We could actually, you know, it'd be great oh, as man. the Pillsbury when it goes. I <laughs> 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 just have Jared record it. <laughs> yeah, they can check us out on Instagram at nativeaudio. Oh, uh, Wait, is, that, is that code for clap? Yeah, psst. code for clap. <laughs> I hear you. Now I hear ya. Got to get the acoustic simulator. Oh, (laughs) you got the talent sitting on the in Nashville. You got to feed the talent, baby. Come on. So this is love. They can check us out at Native Audio. (laughs) (laughs) You know where you work, dude. He usually calls it his house. No, I'm not going to do it during the recording, you goofball. Yeah, it's it's still it's still messing with our ears right now, goofball. Five bucks if you can guess what guitar I'm playing. Uh, acoustic. I, I'm not. Ask, ask I, him the DS1 question. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather have a DS1 or a Sunburn? Uh, sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it have to be this? Why can't we just have a simple? Would you rather like? Because it's time? good. It's good. That's why. Oh, if I'm not reading it, it's not that good. Or it's I the like Sonora. It's the Sonora. The Sonora. Thank you, Jared. Yeah. Thank you, Jared. Sonora. It's the Sonora pedal. They can check us out at Native Audio on Instagram and on our website at Native Audio. Dude, I screwed it up again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Re- just rewind it. Rewind it. I can't. Rewind. 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 Roll the class. tape. Rewind it. Here we go. Roll the tape. Go. Tapes are take, rolling. Take 10. All right, babe. Let's do it. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Okay, I'm not done. okay, baby. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You can do better than that. Nah, he's good. Then away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.